0: That's a lovely little ball in Bernardo Silva. Tight angle pulls it back, coming onto it now to shoot. Yeah! Score! <laughs> Rodri! Manchester City lead in the Champions League final. Blue, and
1: then Dumfries was challenging Lukaku's in there. Dimarco there as well. Oh, it's in the ball. Dimarco
0: hits Lukaku, I think. Still not clear. It will be now. Dimarco right. delivers it was Robin Gerson's. It's a brilliant save again. And they've done it! They've done it! Manchester City have done it! Once, twice, three times a champion. Champions of Europe finally. History made in Istanbul. Yes, a wonderful moment if you're a Manchester City fan. Look, I think a great moment if you're a sports fan to win the treble. Manchester United having done it, but Manchester City arguably the best side in the world and might just go down as the best team ever. How do you surpass that One man who will be absolutely thrilled, who will be buzzing, has been our regular football correspondent on this programme over the last six months. He joins us now, Andy Buckley. Andy, good evening, good morning, welcome.
1: Yes, welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, a momentous weekend and uh, a magical end to the season for Manchester City fans. And uh, yeah, I think football fans of any persuasion really, really was uh, a highlight and um, the the crowning glory in what's been an amazing journey. Uh, for a club that's had so many ups and downs over the last few decades
0: Yeah I'd imagine there would have still been a lot of nerves um, two weeks since the English Premier League crown and then another week for the FA Cup and then another week um, and you know a lot of time to think about this also realising that it hadn't been done not a great performance from City but that doesn't matter if, as long as you win
1: It does yeah you go in finals you know that um, and it wasn't a vintage City performance, um, but they got the job done. Uh, they didn't play well against United in the FA Cup final a week earlier. I think the signs were there. I don't know why, but uh, they didn't turn it on at Wembley. And likewise, it was uh, an ugly, scrappy affair against Inter Milan, who, who played to their strengths. Fair play to them for, for doing that, but uh, ultimately, City deserved to win it. Uh, and uh, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, pretty uh, ugly Champions League finals over the years, really. There's not been that many classics if you think about it. I think the last four have all ended 1 0, uh, so goals have been in short supply. But uh, they managed to get over the line after uh, what was a pretty uh, wretched first half performance from City. I don't think they uh, got to grips with Inter Milan, and uh, suddenly they needed to just uh, shake themselves up a bit. And that's what they did. Uh, So, uh, yeah, uh, deserved winners. Um, I mean, I think you said in the introduction about being the best team in the world. I think possibly they are at the moment. Um, Hard to say because, uh, you you know, you've got your South American uh, sides as well that uh, are always pretty formidable. And City will uh, have the chance now in December to go to... uh, the Middle East to play in the Club World Cup, uh, which used to be a a one-off or two-legged game, I should say, between uh, the best sides in Europe and South America. And now it it, it involves, I think, about eight teams. Uh, So it's going to be quite a a tough uh, schedule for them next season. They've also got the Super Cup against Seville in Greece in August, uh, when the champions of uh, Europe take on the uh, Europa League winners, who, of course... uh, were um, crowned last week. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, a pretty uh, uh, tough ask next season. And, and that's that's the beauty of football. The football pictures are out again. I think it's on uh, Wednesday or Thursday of this week for next mm-hmm. season. And then the TV schedulers uh, will mess about with them. Um, and, and Pep Guardiola was asked about defending it at Wembley uh, next June and said, I think it's June the 1st, uh, 2024, um, about defending it then, and he said, Well, let's just enjoy the moment. And quite rightly, so
0: uh,
1: it, you know, it's been an, an epic month for Manchester City, uh, which has ended in uh, this historic travel.
0: Yeah, that World Club Championship, uh, New Zealand will be represented there by Auckland City. In fact, some years ago, they actually ended up finishing third, and that can't believe it or not. Um, but, yeah, generally do get knocked out in the first couple of rounds and then those bigger clubs come in sort of semi-finals time. Look, they've built a statue already um, of Sergio Aguero in Manchester City. Are they going to build one of Edison?
1: Uh, well, he came good because there were question marks against him. Uh He didn't play in the FA Cup final and that was as much to do with the fact that uh, he stayed loyal to his FA Cup goalkeeper, Stefan Ortega, uh, and he didn't let City down really um, In the competition he played in every round So yeah, Edison earned his spurs And I think he needed to really There have been one or two question marks against him Over the last uh, 12 months So yeah, it, at the end of the uh, match he, um, he produced that vital save From uh, a fairly tame Romelu Lukaku header uh, That prevented the game going to extra time And if it had gone to extra time then maybe the old City traits uh, have managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory would have surfaced again. But, uh, yeah, he he, he did a sterling job. I I was really pleased that Rodri got the winning goal because if ever there was a player, really, who who deserved it. I mean, I was talking to my son um, last week in the lead-up to the game and we were saying, you know, somebody's going to write the name in history, somebody's going to become a hero of whichever team it was that won. And who would we like it to be? And the names that were on our lips were were Kevin De Bruyne. If you think of people like that, if you think of Gundogan, Bernardo Silva, Harland is the obvious one, but he's he's very much a new a new kid on the block. But De Bruyne, to me, he deserves to be a Champions League winner. He he is a class act, and that's mm. putting it mildly. Um, and then Rodri would be right up there because he's played 52 games. I think Lionel Messi the only player who's ever played as many games as that for Pep Guardiola in a team in a single season. Calvin Phillips just can't get anywhere near the team because he plays in the same holding midfield role, but he's just not of the calibre of Rodri. So for Rodri to score that goal, uh, for me, was just uh, it was the icing on the cake. I-, I loved it. I absolutely loved that moment because uh, he-, he-, he deserved it. But there's so many others. There's so many others. And also um uh, i'm not sure which player it was but one of them paid tribute to uh, the likes of fernandinho who was there at the weekend uh, aguero was there carlos tevez was there Yor-Yor Torre was there so vincent Company, i don't think was there but but he like those names i've just mentioned have all played their part in the journey towards the accumulation of what happened in Est- istanbul on saturday uh, so um it, it was it was a it was, it was a, a moment, really, for the club as a whole, those players, the staff, the fans, as a whole, to think, mission accomplished, we've done it, we've completed that journey It's taken us 143 years to do it. We are now the best team in Europe. And I think Manchester and Milan are the only two cities in Europe that have got two teams from the same city who've done the treble Uh, Sorry, who've won the Champions League, Uh, forget the trouble, who've won the Champions League, AC and Inter from Milan, and United and City from Manchester, the only two cities who can boast uh, double um, Champions League winners, so uh, yeah, an amazing journey. Just one thing though, Mark, that, that did leave a bitter taste, and it's sort of coming out in the aftermath of the occasion, is the absolute awful planning by UEFA and the Turkish authorities really for the fans who were treated like cattle um, in Turkey on yeah. Saturday night. Uh, it was just, it was like flying into Manchester, just to put it into comparison. It was like flying into Manchester uh, to attend a game in Liverpool, which is 40 miles away from where I'm stood now. Um, so the, the stadium's been built miles away from the city mm. centre. Into Milan, fans were given the city centre. They could go to a fan zone in the city centre. Uh, and a a friend of my son's went on the day trip he said it was awful, he said he wouldn't have gone had he known how bad it was going to be and what happened was that City were taken off the plane City fans, uh, not City's fault this, this is UEFA taken off the plane, taken to the fan zones uh, where the atmosphere was pretty poor to be honest with you, they didn't want them mixing with Inter Milan fans and then uh, uh, asked to go to the stadium uh, left on buses for hours afterwards uh and then um th- th- there was no uh, water no toilet facilities so in the, in the intense heat there was just no uh no just no provision really in a modern day world that should be provided for football fans and yet again it comes back to uefa who they're all they're interested in is that image on the television screen and to make sure everything looks nice and pretty and organised and professional and sleek and slick. Yes it does. On for the T V viewer, magical. But for the fan who goes and pays an awful lot of money, thousand pounds it costs on a club trip to go, forget your match ticket. Some of the match tickets were five hundred pounds and yet you were sat virtually in the same area as somebody who paid one hundred and forty pounds. So where the pricing policy comes in, I just do not know. But it was it was it was disgraceful and and fans when they got back last night were asked by UEFA to fill in a survey carefully worded survey uh, about your fan experience, and it avoided the, the sort of critical questions but yet again, and city will complain fans will certainly complain. I'm not sure what the club reaction will be, but I'm sure they'll probably take they're very good at taking up the fans' case on issues like this but yes again the the the, the People who pay the wages and pay top dollar for it were treated awfully um, before and after. They had to walk for miles. People got off buses. You were told that you needed to leave the best part of nine hours to get from the city centre. Nine hours from the city centre to make a, uh, a journey for about 15 miles out to the stadium, which is on this derelict wasteland. Um and then they were overcharged by taxi drivers when they got off the, the shuttle buses that were supposed to be laid on because the shuttle buses were stuck in horrendous traffic jams. So they were overcharged by taxi drivers. They got ripped off inside the ground, paying ridiculous sums of money for um drinks and food that ran out, no refreshments in this despite all the heat. So it it really is a catalogue of of, of of abuse really that um and maltreatment that football fans yet again, and Liverpool fans are it exactly, yep. had far worse
0: last yep. year in Paris. Yeah, and again you would have thought after what happened last year in Paris that they would have rectified it, they would have tried to right the wrongs, and clearly they haven't and it's ironic, isn't it, because I think the strength of the England game is it is about the fans, you know, it's always about the fans every time there's an interview, whether it be with Guardiola whether it be with Klopp, any of the managers, any of the players, there's always a reference back to the fans, and yet it seems at that next level up, you're right, it's just all about the money. Oh, look, I I remember watching the images of, you know, Liverpool in 2005 at Atatürk Stadium. similar, You know, same stadium, miles from anywhere, uh, same issues, uh, and it still hasn't, yeah, it still hasn't evolved. Um, you know, that day it was Jersey Dudak and it was Edison, so it's funny how history repeats itself.
1: Yeah, and Scott Carson has got two Champions League winner's medals. He was a substitute for Liverpool that uh, day in 2005 against AC Milan, and he was, uh, he's now third-choice goalkeeper for Manchester City. He gets paid about £5,000 a week for doing nothing. knows he's never going to play. In fact, some fan put on Twitter and said, well, hang on a minute, how can you uh, proudly own two Champions League medals when you've never played a game in the Champions League? And um, Scott Carson hit back at him and said, well, I did actually play for Liverpool against Juventus in the quarterfinal Final of 2005. <laughs> Uh, he said I did play in that game, but I, I understand the fans' point. Um, but such as Scott Carson, he's a he's a larger-than-life figure in the dressing room. City that yeah, yeah. wants him there just because he provides, uh, you know, he's he's great for the morale of the other goalkeepers, Edith, Edison and Ortega, and also just the the players generally. And City can afford to do it uh, to, to to pay five thousand pounds for somebody just to keep the bench warm just seems ridiculous. Uh, but uh, that, that's the age that we're living.
0: Andy Buckley, football commentator at Manchester City, man, joins us on the programme. Andy, OK, so we enjoy the moment, we enjoy the travel. How does this Manchester City team look next season, which is only about six to eight weeks away? What changes are expected? What players are potentially leaving the club? What players are reportedly coming into the club? And second part of the question is, what now are the expectations on manchester city next season
1: uh, Well, good question and yeah life is such that tomorrow uh, you know we're looking about what what is going to loom up on the horizon um big question mark about Gundogan, who's uh, 33 later this year uh, whether he stays bernardo silva as well i wouldn't be surprised to see them move on to be honest with you and i think alex ferguson was a past master at uh, Renovating a side, even though they'd won trophies, and thinking right, we need to move on with it. And and I think Gundogan and Silva might go. Carl um, Walker, I think he's now 33, and is still the quickest around. We he might have another 12 months left in him. Calvin Phillips could he move on? Hardly played last season as Rodri's understudy, so I think he'll um, potentially go elsewhere. I don't think City fans would be sorry to see him go. Whether he does what Jack Grealish does. Or did 12 months ago, and decide that uh, I mean, Grealish It was very candid in his interview uh, after the game when he was in a fairly uh, worse for wear. Shall we put it this way? I don't think he took his kit off after the game. He stayed in his kit and just parked it until about eight o'clock the next morning. Um, but uh, uh, and he, but he said that uh, he, you know, he said he gets it. He, get, he understands what Pep Guardiola wants. Calvin Phillips hasn't really risen to the challenge, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him move on. Kovacic from Chelsea seems to be pretty much a done deal I know they've agreed terms just need to agree the price so I think he'll come in there's a guy called Guardiola who plays uh, in Germany I think it is who's highly rated who could come in so I think he will shake up the side I think in terms of trophies uh, the quadruple would be the, um, the the absolute ultimate we talk about the treble being uh, quite an achievement but but to win the league cup another domestic trophy as well as what they've just won would be, um, you can't really beat that. It does look encouraging in terms of Guardi- um, Guardiola staying, because there was a suggestion that if City in the treble, then he'd go. But he's got another couple of years left on his contract. So um, I think he's going to stay. You never know, just never know. Uh, still got my doubts, to be honest with you, whether he will hang around. But uh, how can he eclipse it? Well, I suppose he can eclipse it by going out next season and and winning the thing again. And now that City got that monkey off the back, now that they've won the Champions League, as Liverpool fans know, only too well. Well, it was 1981, wasn't it? I think that Liverpool won it for the first time. uh, And then they won it five times since as well. So, uh, you know, City could end up being uh, a team that uh, is there or thereabouts in the Champions League. Today, the sun is shining in Manchester. Uh, It's... uh, been bright blue skies for, what, 23, 24 days, and the team flew home yesterday afternoon in their liveried jet, um, a few thunderstorms over Manchester, which meant they had to circle the, the city before they landed, and today is a special day because there's a parade through the city centre at tea time uh, tonight, which is probably the first thing in the morning for you tomorrow, when uh, thousands of Unions will get the chance to pay tribute to the team that are driven through the city centre parading those three uh, trophies which um, th- th- these are special times and uh, I said to my granddaughter on uh, on Sunday yesterday when the uh, Warner said it would be lovely to get a picture of you with those three pieces of silverware because I do remember that a, a kind of iconic image for any football supporter is to be pictured with a trophy that your team has just won, uh, and City fans. City very good actually at taking the trophy out and about on parade. You get giving fans the chance to have it the picture taken with it. But that picture of whoever, whether it's my granddaughter or any other City fan, to have it with lined up with three pieces of uh, famous silverware is some souvenir.
0: Just finally, Andy. Um, look, I've been following clearly that. Uh, the trade window with Liverpool, and they've got Alexi mcallister there's talk about Kefran Turim coming to the club a number of others um and I, I guess I'm excited about what Liverpool are doing in the transfer window, and when you look at it all, it 's not a bad squad on paper. What club do you think will offer the greatest challenge next season based on your um or based on your understanding and education of football and what you're seeing
1: um i don't think you could, i i wouldn't disagree about Liverpool to be honest with you, I think Spurs um uh, uh is the new manager from Celtic uh, I think they'll he'll improve them but there are question marks about somebody who comes from uh Scotland because although Alex Ferguson had huge success in Scotland I'm not sure whether um you know it is a barometer really to judge a manager by so I think Spurs might be Spurs again in other words a bit iffy especially a season of transition I think I rate Pochettino. I think Chelsea will come good. They can't do any worse than they did. Arsenal, I think, will probably be there or thereabouts in terms of Champions League. I don't see them as potential title winners. Uh, And Liverpool, now that they are finally shaking up their team, and we were talking about um, revolution and evolution within the side, I think if there is one charge leveled at Klopp, this is my opinion, you might disagree, is that he probably was a little bit too static and a bit too uh, he wasn't too reactionary when City, when Liverpool had won the Champions League what was it, three years ago, four years ago um, you know, he should, he should have changed the team a bit more uh, and he's finally waking up to the fact that hang on a minute, we're not in the Champions League this season and we need, what, 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 why? and the reason is that Liverpool haven't made the changes that they should have done over the last uh, two, three years so, uh, I think, but I think Liverpool, in answer to your question will provide the biggest challenge
0: Andy Buckley, with that final comment, you're a beautiful, you're a beautiful man in a very platonic way. Look, thank you, um, thank you for your, you know, giving up your time and joining us here on New Zealand Pleasure. Radio and talking football on a weekly basis at short notice. Greatly appreciated. You are brilliant. We get a lot of really positive feedback.
1: Thank you. Yeah, all of
0: best, Mark. Have a good day. Twenty-one minutes after nine. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight double one. The treble for Manchester City, best club side in the world. Ten, fifteen years from now, are we going to be looking back and? calling it the best English Premier League side in history.